yeah, I have my own journal. I have used this setup of three things that are important to me, not the to-do list, but what really matters, uh, something that I'm grateful for, something that I'm proud of, something that I dream of, and something that I pray for. This setup I have used for the past five years. It, it was created in a season that I was looking for outside validation, and it just brought the attention to me. You can find it at lifewithprancy.com slash shop, and there you will find some cute notebooks as well. I love journaling. It's good for your mental health. So just go check it out. Oh, and now it's in Espanol. <laughs> so anyways, hope you have a blessed day. Hello and welcome to Life with Francie podcast, a place where you will find all kinds of conversation like mental health, self-love, self-care, trauma, hobbies, and more. With this podcast, I want to create a place where we support one another in business and personal life. Hope you enjoy this episode. Now, let's get the show started. Today's conversation was thanks to Podmatch, an amazing community for podcast hosts and podcast guests to create amazing collaborations like this one, and they have tools and resources. So you can check out the link in the description of the episode. On today's episode, I have the pleasure to talk to Derek Johnson, who is a US Army veteran, life coach and trainer that has helped over 500 clients and 50 companies to go from surviving to thriving through his coaching modalities. He took his leadership skills, certifications, and life experiences to help control of their mind, body, so they can thrive and not just survive. So I can't wait to start this conversation. Welcome, Derek. Tell us, what is life with you? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure being here. Um, life, life, honestly, is just one big journey of working on ourselves to then help other people. I truly believe that Life happens for us, not to us, as Tony Robbins has always said. And it's always interesting to see that perspective of whatever struggles that we had, whatever personal or family traumas that we had, once we're able to heal ourselves through faith, doing our own inner work, showing up better for other people, I believe everything comes full circle for us, for the person that we're talking to, if it's online, if it's in person, if it's a customer or client, or if it's a stranger in person, in public, like we come across people, but... It's just amazing to see people that have worked on themselves. They carry themselves in a shining light. And once you peel back the layers of that person, you realize like, oh, wow, I didn't know Francis Lee went through this. I didn't know Derek went through this because they see the finished product or whatever version you are right now. So I think life is just one big journey of doing our own inner work to help show up better for other people. I absolutely love that. And I forgot to say thank you for your service. A lot of respect for my military people. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And can you tell us a little bit about your story? Yes, for sure. So I grew up, my dad was U.S. Army. So my dad, he's African-American. He grew up on a farm. So he's a farm boy. And my mother's German. So my mother was a kindergarten teacher for 40 plus years. So both parents they had the structure, the discipline, the strictness. <laughs> so very, very tough crowd to be around, but they definitely helped me when it came to school, when it came to work, and just having a lot of structure and discipline in my life. And following along the steps of my dad, I also joined the Army. I was in the U.S. Army for 10 years. And the reason I got in is because I was that scared kid. I was very skinny. I used to get bullied by family, by people at school. So I knew that fitness, number one, 
was going to change my own physique and my confidence. And I knew I had to face my fears. So as a teen, I had a fear of heights and all that. So I made sure to face that in the army, obstacle courses, helicopters, planes, just doing it all. And so I've always been one to run towards fear, to not allow that or anything else to control me anymore. So I always saw that in a motivational way. And I was just able to use pain as fuel because alcoholism, it ran in my family, both sides. And so they went through their own things growing up and through their own life. And when I was 11, that's when things shifted. And I noticed that they would, my parents would release and it was only at night. So between like 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. after that last drink, they would just release whatever was happening currently or in the past. And I became like that physical, verbal, emotional punching bag per se. But I feel like those years of that, it just paved the path of why I do what I do in regards to coaching. Because I do believe that people that have trauma were all given a gift. And I feel like my gift was discernment, being able to meet people where they're at, being calm in stressful situations and like not judging someone and just seeing like the better version inside of themselves and trying to help them guide them if they become a client, if they're a friend or a complete stranger. I just always try to uplift people in any way that I can. And it helps me heal my inner self. So everything's connected. <laughs> I'm here enjoying every second of it. Like talking <laughs> to a male version of me. Uh, besides the military part, I have family members. That's why I got mad respect for military people because I do have family members that serve now and that served in the past. Uh, but just talking about, uh, you know, trauma and pain and using those and, and you know, because it can break, it can break or make you. Oh, yes. So I love to talk to people that have made them, you know, and they, it's like, Hey, this is part of my story. So now I'm going to use that and teach others who are in the darkest days to be like, Hey, there's another way. And that's why exactly. I have the podcast, you know, because I want to share tools and resources. So I'm here, like, I'm here for it. Whatever you got to say, <laughs> let us awesome. know about your mission. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So my whole mission of what I do now is I help people identify their patterns that are not serving them. So then they can start to thrive and not just feel like they're just surviving. So basically teaching people how to take control of whatever situation happened in their past, whether that's trauma, whether that's limiting beliefs, negative thoughts, intrusive thoughts. I basically just help people get rid of those things. So those things do not control them because many people, they carry that into everything they do, their friendships, their relationships, their careers. So making sure that whatever the people push into the closet and say, we're going to get to it January 1st or next year or next Monday, we open up that closet, we face it together as a team. But most importantly, we don't judge ourselves. We're just saying, hey, I have to face this now. I do not want to carry this with me anymore. And I'm not going to allow my past, a person, a situation to dictate everything in my life now or in the future. Future. So on a deep level, that's what we do. We break those old patterns so then they can feel like they have control again. <sighs> they can fully breathe and realize that they have the power within themselves, that they don't have to look for outside sources or outside validation. I love that. And I'm here for it. You know, I have dealt with a lot of trauma. And now I'm on the, I think I'm on the other side. And so I love, so- awesome. Do you have like a one-on-one -on -one coaching or do you do a group coaching? How does your business work? 
Great question. Yes. So I do one-on-one and group coaching. So one-on-one, step one, I get them into my training app. So that's where the fitness and nutrition is in. So they would have their calendar. They know what workouts to do. There's tutorial videos of every exercise. So they basically watch the tutorial video. I show them how to do the exercise, no matter their fitness level. And then they just follow the sets and reps. And then we build out the program in the app. So everything is by the numbers, all the analytics, their weeks, their months, everything is in there along with their recipes, nutrition, and then everything when it comes to personal, we do via Zoom. So on video calls, that's where we dive deep into exactly what they want to control, get rid of, or just their goals. But on the calls, that's where the quote-unquote magic happens. And then in the app, that's where they do all the fitness. So we do both the fitness and the mind. So having the fit body, having the fit mind, and being able to handle anything rather than just working on the fitness or just working on the mind, you have to have both to actually feel like you're in control of everything. So yeah, that's how it's set up. Everything is one-on-one in that regard. Group coaching is the same setup as in they get access to the training app with custom programming, but with the calls, it's a group Q and a call. So there'll be 10 to 20 people on there. And then they just ask questions regarding mindset, nutrition, or if they're comfortable to share whatever they're going through, and then we just guide them through by giving them advice, resources, connections, whatever they need. But that's the main difference. That's the group coaching, Q&A, group call, and access to the app. And then one-on-one, everything is just strictly one-on-one and personal. Man, I love that. And I can see the discipline and organization. <laughs> oh, my God. You are not <laughs> on that one. Because <laughs> you have a plan laid out. I love that uh, structure for your coaching. Um, how did the app come about? Great question. So I, I didn't make the app. It's just a, a app. It's a program that you can use. So this, it's for okay. trainers and coaches, and they can upload their content on there. So basically, you can have your logo or if you want to use like their original one, but you upload your videos, your training, your PDFs for your nutrition and all that. So basically, it's like a platform designed for trainers that they can upload their stuff. The client gets on and it's very user friendly. So like after the workouts, they can rate the workout. They can leave a comment. So an example, I have clients that are 19 years old and I have a client that's like 78 and nobody has issues with the app. So it's very user friendly because the intent is to give people clarity. So nobody's confused. It's very straightforward. And I just meet people where they're at. So some people, they have very specific goals. He or she wants to run a marathon or lift this weight on the bar and somebody else, they just want to get more healthy. So their, their program is designed for whatever level they're at. So that way nobody's overwhelmed. And then week by week, we just slowly increase the intensity. Okay. And I don't know if you already mentioned it, I'm sorry, but uh, how, how are you attacking? I don't know if that's the right question. Oh my goodness. I'm horrible at asking questions, but why do both? Like what's the importance on like, dealing yes. with physical health and your mental health? Yes, great question. So yeah, 100%, <laughs> definitely. So yeah, so having that connection with the body and the mind, so that way that person doesn't have any bad connection. So an example could be the person that is in great physical shape, he or she was an athlete, but mentally they don't see themselves the way other people see them. Or maybe they have past things and it's like, they're doing well in this area, but not up here or vice versa. Some are super positive to themselves and to others, but they neglect their overall physical health or like just mobility. Maybe they haven't stretched in a while and they're very stiff. So 
just making sure that we have it connected. So that way there's no missing link because if we are in better physical and mental shape, we could just show up better for other people and people can sense that and feel it. So it's not just about the physique. It's not just about getting rid of the traumas. It's just making sure that that person feels like they have the power, they have the control. So the whole intent is to help them get to that version 10.0. They can write out all the characteristics. She does this, has the confidence. They look like this, they're doing that. They're just type of relate, like getting crystal clear on who they want to create. And then we work, we reverse engineer a path. We're like, all right, so step one, we first got to get rid of the sweet tea and the sodas. <laughs> step two, let's get, let's start doing this. So we start with the basics first. And then we basically like stack wins. So daily, we just try to aim to stack wins. So my clients will message me or text me and say, hey, I did this. I got a promotion or I raised my hand in class or I had my first first date in five years or, hey, I'm two inches down. I'm going to go to the board today to ask this question about my career, like all those small moments that is all about them. That's my favorite thing about what I do, because every time they build that confidence, it just keeps going and they want more of that. So just giving people those wins and to give them that clarity. Anytime you could see somebody's light bulbs going off and something makes sense, they have their power. And that's all it is. And they're like, like, wow, no wonder I used to eat this at night when I was stressed. I only did it these two days of the week. Or no wonder I reacted to my family like that. So really giving people that clarity so nobody has control of them. People, situations, food, they're like, excuse my language, but I'm the fucking boss. I run this. <laughs> and nobody else is going to control me. So that's basically what I try to give them. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And I get it because I'm good with the mental part. Oh, I got to physical part. Jesus, take the wheel. I'm we're, uh, work in progress. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. What's the little steps that somebody can get somebody that is like right now in the deepest, darkest days, don't see the light. Do you have any advice for them? Yes, for sure. So the first thing that I always suggests to people is that they grab a sheet of paper, they get a pen, and they write out a list of things that they could eliminate or replace with something better. So they can ask themselves the question, what is something that I'm doing daily that's keeping me from making progress or keeping me from my goals? So it could be something small. Maybe they're like, hey, I drink too many sugary drinks. I need to replace those. Or, hey, I have no control of my scrolling. I grab my phone and 30 minutes goes by and I don't know how I got into all these apps and I'm wasting time. Or they're comparing themselves to others on social media, whatever their thing is. So we first start with what they're eating, what they're drinking, what their pattern is on their phone. Everybody has a pattern. We get stressed. We get bored. Everybody has a loop. They start in Instagram. They go to TikTok. They go to email. They go here. Next thing they know, oh, shoot, 20 minutes. What am I even doing? How did I get here? So... We pinpoint that and then we go deeper into what they could eliminate. An example could be negative thinking, talking themselves out of things, overanalyzing things, maybe being the people pleaser because maybe they did not get that love and affection from family. So they tend to like do too much for others, but they don't take care of themselves. But basically starting off slow with what we eat and drink and then letting them elaborate and then walking them through it. So once somebody can be non-judgmental to them, themselves and they write out that list they could breathe and they say okay so out of these things which one do you feel is holding you back the most and usually it's something that's small because they do it every day and they're like you know what i should start with that and then we slowly start with that so that's always my step one 
opposed to adding to somebody's schedule, adding to, to their routine, or trying to go cold turkey on something like, hey, I need to throw away all this in my fridge, or I need to stop doing that. Like most people, they won't do that. So we're always playing the long-term game. Let's start with the small thing. Let's slowly get rid of that. Let's build your confidence up to say, you know what? I've gone four days without drinking soda. Maybe he or she hasn't done that in years. They're like four days, that's a win. Two weeks, that's a win. Two months, that's a win. So starting with that small thing and then filling your power back before you try to add to the routine or schedule, first ask yourself, what could I eliminate or replace with something better that will help me make more progress? And just really being honest with yourself. We're not judging. We're not angry about it. We're not sad about it. We're just saying, you know what? Let me flip myself inside out. Let me pretend that I'm my own twin (laughs) and I'm basically just being transparent with them. Like, all right, let's do this and this. So sometimes that helps just to pop out of ourselves without judging. So another analogy could be you're talking to your best friend. What would you recommend that he or she does less of or eliminates and just being honest with them all from a place of love. You just want them to win. And that's all it is because most people, they tend to just push those things off and they say they'll get around to it, but it's, it's a pattern. They've been saying it for years. So just being transparent and then going from there. And then uh, once they have clarity, they can say, what am I going to work on first? And how can I start to stack some wins to make myself happy, to make myself proud. And that's all it is, is a, track your small wins and then go to something bigger rather than saying today I'm changing everything. I'm going to do this and this sounds great, but four days in they start slacking. So start with the small stuff. Oh my goodness. As you know, I love journaling. Oh yeah. (laughs) A way of journaling. I always give that advice, but I don't do it in a list. I just like, I say, replace the things that you don't want to do anymore. Yeah. But on the day to day, you might forget on what you was working on or whatever. So I like doing the list and actually picking something that you know that you're going to do first that is not as super hard. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to use that. Now I'm going to make a list (laughs) for myself. (laughs) So I love that advice. And I always say, you know, uh, talking to yourself, like it's somebody else. It helps a lot. Uh, for me, I'm very hard on myself. So I understand the inner talk is like the worst talk that we can have sometimes. And it wasn't until I did the mental health evaluation that I was able to give myself grace and compassion and talk to myself like it was somebody else. Because if my best came with seven different diagnoses, I would have been like, oh my gosh, girl, come over here. Let me give you a hug. How are you surviving? How are you still breathing? You know, things like that. Exactly. Myself, I'm like, oh, you should be better than you are. But I know that people that have struggled with trauma, they're in that surviving season. And that's how people who don't have that kind of trauma can keep going, learning other skills as we are stopped surviving, just trying to breathe in it. For me, it was a decade of recuperating, you know, being in that survival mode. And now that everything is calm and I'm not surviving, anything can put me in the survival mode. And like a lot of people talk about that, that even when you're, across the threshold there's still some things that might put you in that you're like but hopefully in, in this stage you laugh about it 
you're like, oh, yes. really? I'm going to get into survival uh, now when I'm like doing a lot better. So that's what I want oh, yeah. to get to that place where you get triggered, you get, you are self-aware. Exactly. And be like, oh, shoot, really? This is going to be what's going to set me back right now? Hold up now. Let me go to my roadmap. Let me go to what I need to do. And then uh, to be in that thriving season. Ah! Oh, yeah, for sure. Just have just having that control. Anytime somebody catches themselves beforehand rather than afterwards, because usually it's always afterwards. Oh, ooh, how much I spent on Uber Eats this month? Or, oh, I've eaten how much? Or if it's alcohol for somebody, whatever their thing is, it's very common for people to catch themselves after they do that thing. But more of those moments that somebody says, wait a minute. Why am I grabbing my phone? Let me uninstall Uber Eats and DoorDash. Like, I do not need this right now. I know I'm stressed, but I usually order a lot of food when I'm stressed. So like whatever somebody's thing is, every time they catch themselves, it's amazing. So stacking those wins and just getting that power back when they're like, I'm in control. This app doesn't have control of me. Situation doesn't, like whatever it is. And one thing to also recommend is that if people don't already, don't even think that it's weird if somebody hears this, but talk out loud to yourself, like catch yourself. Because all you're doing is snapping yourself out of your normal pattern. It's kind of like a friend. Every time they see you about to go reach for that thing, you said you're not going to eat anymore. They're like, hey, they like clap. That's all we're doing to our mind. And we're like, hey, you know what? This is not going to get me to version 10.0. Let me be more aware. But those moments are awesome because you build your power. You have control and the confidence just goes up. And they're like, okay, I am the one in control. I'm not reacting to everything anymore. I don't want to get pulled in every direction. Like, let me just pause and breathe and they make a better decision. It's crazy how powerful that is. It sounds so simple, but people just got to catch themselves, pause, breathe, then reassess the situation. For me, when I was a teen, it was anger because I had a lot of pent up anger from my childhood and all that. So I just had to pause. So then I was just a calm teen, the calm adult in my head. I might be thinking something or doing something, but I never release it. So once I was able to control that and say, I'm not going to give people the response that they expect, then I had control of the situation. And it usually always was just being calm or just agreeing with somebody. Sometimes people, they just want to get under your skin. Family, they know what to say to get you set off and do this and that. But I challenge people to not give people the response they expect. They expect you to cry, walk away, yell, scream, be in a low state for two days straight because of that one iteration. You could just respond calmer than you normally would and it's interesting what happens to the other person because they get confused they're like wait why is she not doing this why are they and you're just like, hey life is too short i'm not gonna be miserable misery loves company and i'm not your company <laughs> <laughs> i love that and I, I always go back to this situation i have with one of my frenemies at work where i we acted crazy i acted crazy first and then okay. she reacted. So it was a really blow blowout two, three years ago. And then now we're at the point that we talk to each other. We're two strong women. <laughs> so strong personalities. We clash a lot. But now like, yes. it's been like, oh my goodness, Frenzy. Like, I'm the one with the stomach ache because you didn't react. And I was like, girl, that was a lot of therapy. That was a lot of coaching. I mean, yeah. I because my crazy stays home. So when my crazy goes outside, then uh, we need to call professional help. So I got my professional yes. help. I did what I had to do in the past two years. 
And now the reaction is different as to I can see the emotion. I can recognize yes. hey, anger. How are you doing? Hold up now. We don't need to burn the world. Let me see what's up first. Or like sadness, when sadness comes in, I, okay, girl, if you need to cry, let's cry, but we need to move on. You know, and now I'm like the self-awareness is activated where I can be going to the motion, do what I need to do to validate those feelings and come out strong. But I know that that could be hard for somebody that doesn't have the emotional intelligence, you know, it's not like, I don't want to sound like I'm out here. I'm still working. Yeah, for sure. I still get triggered. Yeah. <laughs> but now gotcha. self-awareness that helps to get there where you don't react as you used to. Exactly. And that's the best thing we can all do for ourselves. We catch ourselves and we say, Hey, I'm going to break this pattern. I'm going to be the one in my family that changes the path of the family tree. If anger was the thing, if alcoholism was the thing, if people can zoom out and say, I have the power to change everything in my family tree and I will be the one, challenge accepted. And like just even just saying that, I'm like getting chilled and about to run through a wall. <laughs> but just in general is that if somebody has that feeling and really looks at the big picture, because as humans, we're selfish at an extent, like it's, it's a natural instinct. We're in survival mode. We're like, we need food, we need water, we need shelter, we need protection. So it's like automatically we go into selfish mode, which is, it's like by design, that's how we should be. But when it comes to dealing with people, it doesn't work too well. So we just have to train ourselves to say, you know what? Let me take care of myself first so we can serve other people better, coworkers, family, friends, the neighbor, like whoever it is. But it's amazing when people can see that and they see your shift. And yeah, if, if it's working, just keep doing that thing that's working. And I really believe that the best leaders, I want to say adults, the best leaders, it could be kids as well. They're calm and confident. Even if they're thinking something, even if they feel the blood boiling inside, if they can control the outcome, being calm and confident, that's always the best thing. I like to think of a, an analogy. <clears throat> if somebody's on an airplane and you could see there's a drunk guy that got on the airplane, he was just drinking at the bar, had a little too many before he got on the plane. And you're like, oh, it's going to be an interesting flight. He's going to start arguing. You could just see it. You're like, something's, something's going to happen on this flight. In that moment, when you look around the plane, everybody's looking for who could potentially be the hero if something were to happen. You look around and it's always the calm mom, the calm dad, the calm guy with his headphones on that just gives everybody the head nod and they're just all in agreement, and you can just see. And people can sense it. Even if they don't even speak the same language, nobody said a word, you can see it in their eyes or like, okay, you see, do you see what I see? You, they give each other that head nod and then from there, they're like, cool, we're all aware. Let's just see how this plays out. And normally it's way calmer because that person can usually tell that there's a lot of people that are in agreement. It's like energy is real. And so that person is getting belligerent. They're just going through their own personal things or just projecting whatever's happening. But it's good to see who controls the flight or the room, whatever the scenario is. It's always the people that are calm and confident. And then the people that are scared in the moment, they're looking for your help, my help, his help, whoever it is. And they're like, all right, at least we know somebody else is going to take control of the situation. But it's always been interesting to see that. I was always that quiet kid who was just observing people. And I would always see that. I was like, huh, she's going to be the one that controls this or he will. Or the shortest one here is usually the one with the biggest heart and the biggest guts to like face anything. So I'd always like people watch as a kid. And I feel like that's another gift. Kids that go through trauma, stuff is thrown at you, you're hit, punch, like going through all this violence. 
it just makes you hyper aware in life and it gets you better at reading people. <laughs> so now when I look back at it, I'm like, hey, thank you for the wild, wild shit. But you you gave me skills to be hyper aware of reading people. But it's always been interesting to see. So definitely the best leaders, they're calm under pressure, they're controlled, and they always have a better outcome. And it usually is not, not violent. It's not yelling. It's not screaming. It's usually the total opposite because they can diffuse the situation by just being calm and confident. <clears throat> I absolutely love that. And I can talk to you for forever and a day. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. If there's anything else that we missed that you want to tell my listeners about you. No, honestly, I just want to challenge people to see what can you do to become the woman or man that you would be proud of? And how could you give him or her to the world? What can you do to become the man or woman that you'd be proud of? And how can you give him or her to the world? It doesn't just have to be career. It could be a book, it could be energy, like whatever, any way somebody wants to take that, create the best version of yourself and see how you can give back to the world. Because I feel like that's why we're all here. We go through stuff, but everything come full circle. So it's time for us to make things come full circle instead of going down or backwards. I love that. Where can my listeners find you? Uh, they can find me on any app. It's going to be Derek Johnson, D-E-R-I-C-K. The only right way to spell Derek, <laughs> but they can find me on any app. And my whole intent is just to plant seeds, get in people's minds, make them think, talk about topics people really don't post about. And then anytime that they're about to slack or catch themselves doing something they don't want to do, they'll think of the video. Like, hey, he called me out on that. But it's all from support where it's just like, I just hate seeing people waste their potential because I can meet somebody and I could see it. So I just want them to see that in themselves and for them to make themselves proud. That's what it's all about. <clears throat> I love that. And I love that you mentioned proud because I have it on my journal, but that one is still a work in progress. It is in the journal because it's so hard still after five years of trying to find something that I'm proud of every day. Yes. Why is it so hard for an adult? Why can we be to a kid? Like I'm proud for you for breathing. I'm proud for you for doing the first steps. But for us, yeah. it's like, um, like me having the podcast, 200 episodes, being a postal worker, working 10, 12 hours. Everybody's like, oh my God, you're a rock star. I'm like, no, I just got nothing better else to do. I don't know. I just got to keep myself busy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, if if I, if I don't stay busy, I'll start doing dumb stuff. So <laughs> might as well stay busy. <laughs> but yeah, so I think I'll leave you with is look at it this way. You're technically undefeated. Whatever... You went through in the past, last year, childhood, whenever it was. One, you're still alive. Two, we're grateful for that. And three, you're technically undefeated because you're still here. So everything that you went through, you're, let's just say, 500 and oh, technically. So you're still here. So it's more so remind yourself that, hey, I went through some wild stuff. I'm stronger than I thought. I still have my faith. I'm still standing. Bring it on, motherfucker. <laughs> like, bring it on, world. Sorry, I just get hyped up on this stuff. But yeah, so like seeing life, one, you're grateful. Two, you're still here. So you went through everything. And three is like, hey, challenge accepted. I went through these hundred things. The rest of life will be easy. Like, bring it on. You don't know who I am. You don't know what, they don't know what you've been through. So you're like, hey, I already went through the darkest. I've seen the pits of hell. We're still here. Bring it. Let's <laughs> do it. I know. I get it. <laughs> Well, thank awesome. you so much for this conversation. I really had a great time. I appreciate it, Fresling. <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Life with Pressy podcast. You can find my podcast in all major platforms as well as my YouTube channel. You know the drill, you know, like and subscribe, help this girl out. And then you can uh, help us by following us on the social media, subscribing. And yeah, so anyways, have a blessed day.